Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? All right. Happy anniversary. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we just uh, <clears throat> the kids hit Taekwondo, and then we all four of us went out to dinner. Ah, that's a good celebration. Yeah, it was fun. I kept telling the kids that they were gonna um that they were so nice that they're gonna pay for us. Yes. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't care to do that. That's all right. They'll pay later. That's right. When you're old and you're, <laughs> you're pooping your pants and they have to take care of you. That's right. They're gonna have to pay then. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Anything new? Uh, no, not not much. I guess we went okay. to a Three Dog Night concert. It you was did. badass, man. Those guys were in their 70s, and they just fucking kicked ass. Wow. I'm like, God, if I could do that at 70, I'd be, like, ecstatic. <laughs> it's amazing, like, some of those. I think one guy was, like, close to 70, 78 or 70. I can't remember if he said 76. or. But, man, he was just bellowing out these lyrics and rocking out and it was wow. awesome that's awesome it's a cool I mean, yeah, concert like... because everybody was our age or older <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is amazing that like some of them like have that like i mean i'm not well there were three of them that were original members and i was like god damn they they really Three Dog Night was badass, man. I mean, mm. they they had so many hits. Like in the top forty, it's not a bit funny. Yeah. They played my Shambhala, Joy to the World, all the boys. <laughs> yeah, my Jeremiah when, was a bullfrog. When was this? This is last night. Yeah, we went last oh. night. That's pretty good. Nice. I mean, you think about other bands, like I mean. Like the Rolling Stones, they're like in their yeah. 80s, you know? Yeah, they said they have a new song coming out, and it was like an acapella about, like they wrote it because of the kids that have to deal with war and stuff. Oh, really? And they, they just, they, it was not instrumental at all, but it was like six of them, like blending, mm -hmm. and it was like fucking amazing. Like, I was like, holy shit, like all their voices were just so complimentary of one another. It was amazing. Yeah, I heard they're releasing a new album, their first one in like 17 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was incredible. They did, one is the loneliest number. <laughs> like, it's such a cool song. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. We saw them at Pikes Peak Center. Hmm. What kind I'm of glad Barb got it? the tickets. I wasn't, well, it's like, it's a cool venue because... It's like a venue for plays and like um, orchestra orchestra stuff. So it's like okay. it's there's seats everywhere instead of like standing room. Yeah. So yeah, we saw Third Eye Blind there too. Oh yeah, how is that? <clears throat> that was good, but I think I like I think I like Three Dog Night better. Like yeah. Third Eye Blind was awesome because of the songs they played, but the interaction that that these guys had like with mm -hmm. the audience and stuff and they were like making jokes about old age and stuff like he was talking about like his wife is like i don't know 15 years younger than him 
and she gave him his old Apple Watch, and he was just singing one day, and it thought the Apple Watch thought he was having an attack and <laughs> called 911. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was just cool because they're relating to the audience, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you have good days and you have bad days. Sometimes you get out of bed and you're like, oh, my God, this hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I could relate to it so much. I, yeah, I was really sure. into it. <laughs> it sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, it was it was fascinating. Now I just want to listen to some Three Dog Night. I used to listen <laughs> to Three Dog Night because my my parents and my uncle had an eight track player, and I if I was at my grandma's, I'd listen to that, and if I was at my parents, I'd listen to that. And mm. Three Dog Night was one of their bands they listened to. So yeah, sure. I grew up with Three Dog Night, <laughs> and they were like around, they were formed around, their first album was like, I think, 68, so they were like formed when I was, before I was born, Right. so it's like, holy shit, you know, they, yeah, it was incredible, they even had like a rock song called Loser, and it was like, holy crap, the noise they made on it was amazing. Oh, I know that one. I'm a loser, baby. So why? No, that's Beck. That's Beck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only song that I know called Loser. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, good that's time. cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't really done a, a whole whole lot in terms of going out and in for concerts or even for well i don't like concerts typically but i like this venue and they have <laughs> they have good bands coming like I, i'm me and barb are thinking about going to see um oh god who's the, who sings the cheap trick oh yeah, yeah so the cheap tricks coming there and we're going to see and then they have some modern bands like blue october because i love like blue october they're coming I don't think I've ever and then, heard them. Yeah, they're alternative. Mm -hmm. You probably, I mean, if you listen to alternative music, you probably heard at least two of their songs for sure. What um, when what time frame were they around? When did they start? Around little after Chemical Romance kind of thing. You know Chemical Romance, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, I, they're I, kind of I, yeah, like the emo. Them. They're kind of like an emo chemical romance band. Gotcha. They're real dark lyrics, like, but they they rock out pretty hard. They're pretty good. Mm. And uh, we're going to see Ario Speedwagon. We we've seen them before, but uh, we're gonna go oh. see them again. Yeah, you're really getting through the, all this like the, the prime seventies bands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's incredible that you I could still see them because I didn't get the opportunity to see them when I was younger. So right, it, it's cool. I mean, there's still a couple bands that I would love to see. Like I saw Angels and Airwaves, but I haven't seen Blink 182, and I, I would love to see Blink 182. You never saw Blink 182, huh? No, no and that, I love that, them. I, know I, lo you, I, I know love them love. so much. It's like I'm. Anything that Blink-182 does or, or Plus 44, you know, all the bands that spin out of them, mm -hmm. Angels and Airwaves and 
boxcar racer and i i just love them so like i'd i'd, I'd like to see them i'd like to see a ska band because i i With love mighty ska. mighty boss boss yeah that would be a plus mighty mighty boss tones are real big fish like i would love real big fish i like a little more than mighty mighty boss tones okay or or mustard plug like i i love mustard plug like i've never go, heard I'd of them either them. <clears throat> but uh I would love to see Depeche Mode. I've never seen them. We had tickets once and they canceled. Um, that sucked. It looks that was like Blink One Eighty Two. Your only option is October in Las Vegas. Everything else is out of the country. Yeah, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> well, I'm also old. I like them to come to me. Like I don't like to. Right. It's not worth my while. And it it really depends on venue because I'm old. Like, I don't want to be standing in the front. You're not, you're not that old. I'm old, man. You're not I'm that old. old. Yeah, I even went for a heart screen on Friday, so it's like, fuck, I'm I'm old as shit. How did you do? I don't know. I don't have results yet. Okay. But they said my pulse was so high that it was almost hard to do it because they didn't tell me when I went for the test, but they got to get your pulse down to like seven between 70 and 80 and mine was like in its 90s so what's the reason for that i don't know i don't know it could be stress i don't know could be Mm -hmm. i don't know what it could be i think i normally run a high high pulse anyway gotcha but like i was i'm like normally upper 80s just on like just on a normal thing. Mm. Well, you got yeah. But uh, I'm yeah. old, man. It's you're I mean, not you, that you realize, old. Fuck, I'm old. God damn it, it's old. Like, you just old. gotta accept the fact that you're old. But you're not that old. You're you're, you're getting... old when things start to break. That's when you're old. When yeah. things don't work like they used to. That's when you get old. I honestly, I've, I, I've probably have never. I haven't felt this good in 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 years. I would. Well, say. that's good. Yeah. Maybe you're de-aging. I, I I don't. Well, you know what the thing is like. Maybe no, in a I've couple been, of years you'll be like a teenager. I, 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 that would be fantastic. But what was what I really um earlier this year, at the beginning of the year, I said, you know, I'm like, I gotta just lose some weight and stuff, and I ended up losing about 20 pounds. Now I put yeah. back about five of them back on. Yeah. I haven't done anything since, and I, I still wanted to get down a little further, but um. Like after that, I started feeling. I just like started feeling like a lot better. I just felt pretty, pretty good. And I don't know, like nothing yeah. really. I'm feeling I mean, pretty good. Uh, I'm falling like asleep right right now because I can't. I'm passing out. That big yawn you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling better than I ever felt. I really am. Because <sighs> I'm getting lots of sleep. <laughs> I like to sleep during the podcast. <laughs> I, I I take a nap during lunch almost every day. Yeah, you you like this work at home thing. I think oh, it's it'd fucking wonderful. kill me. I think I'd be done. 
I actually took naps at at work during lunchtime too. Yeah, I thought you used to read during lunch. I thought you used I did. to go to that back room I, and like I, yeah, take some I comics did. with you. And, and then and then it started to transition where I wasn't able to keep my eyes open for the whole hour. So I'd read for about a half hour, 45 minutes, and then I'd take a nap for the rest of the time. <laughs> I have to, and people it, knew you were taking a nap. Don't disrupt him. He's sleeping. Well, yeah, I'd be in a, uh, you know, like you said, in a back room where nobody uses or something like that. Now, there was one time years and years ago. Yeah. It's possible, Mike, that I fell asleep and didn't set an alarm. Oh no! <laughs> so at that time, I, I I worked in a in in a shared room with about eight other people. Yeah. All of a sudden, like I start waking up because I heard some noise, and the rest of my my crew there were tiptoeing into the room. <laughs> oh God! Said, Time to wake up. <laughs> 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 I don't think I've ever fallen asleep at work. I've kind of like nodded off, but like not not uh, not more than like a you know a second. Like it was right. No, it was like an like an hour past, like when I was supposed to come back. Wow. Yeah. Before kids or a- after? This was actually before. Wow. Yeah. I, so I can see yeah. how like if. It was the time when they were very, very young and you weren't yes. getting much sleep. Yeah. That's when I started actually scheduling my nap. This was an impromptu nap that I just like figured I'd close my eyes for a second and then actually fell asleep. Um, once the kids came, you're absolutely right. I actually started like schedule. Like I would actually like, okay, I'm going to put my book down now. I'm going to grab my phone and set an alarm and I'm going to close my eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just needed, I just needed the rest. But yeah, no, seriously, like I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to jinx myself, but I'm feeling pretty, pretty okay lately. Not me. I'm the opposite. I'm feeling pretty shitty. I'm sorry. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't complain, but I can. <laughs> you can, yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're gonna. Um, I know you have an elliptical, right? Yeah, I used it too. I, I, I can't, I can't stand it. I, we, we bought it. Oh my god, I used it like twice. I'm like, I, I hate this thing. You don't so, have a good one though. I saw that you were giving it away. That was like the cheap model. Oh yeah, very cheap. So yeah, we're gonna get rid of that. We got a free treadmill from a friend, and I don't mind walk. Like, I'm not gonna set it to run. I don't mind walking. I could walk and walk and walk and walk. So maybe I'll get a little exercise just walking. Well, how did you lose the weight then? Did you I was lose just it? Counting, counting calories. Oh, okay. It's a calorie. Not really exercising more. No, <laughs> zero exercising, Mike. I don't like to get sweaty. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, that has a lot to do with heart health too. Is getting your cardio level up. That is true. You know what that's called? Mowing the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my exercise. Yeah, I don't know how much longer I got in me to mow the lawn. It's pretty rough. Well, it, and it gets bad when it's really, really hot too. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I wait. I'll like, if if it's a hotter day, I'll literally wait until the sun's about to go down before I even like go outside. I'll wait that long. Um, but you know, a few more years, 
unlike, uh, you know, you might have to hire somebody. I'm going to have uh, Zach get out there and mow the lawn. There you go. Four years, yeah. Figure by the time he's 12 or 13, he can he can handle that, right? Yeah. Should be fine. But, um, yeah, so. I don't know. Nothing you can do. We're all getting older. <laughs> yeah. There's only one alternative. You get that. older faster. In other words, when you're young, it seems like a year is a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a long time when you're young. Oh, and forever. in school, and it lasts forever. Mm -hmm. Like, and now a year is like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I. It's I, over. I, I think about that a lot, and <clears throat> I wonder if if it has to do with that, like when you're young, like you know, if you're ten years old, a year is a tenth of your life. It seems like it's a lot longer, but if you're fifty, it's it's like a blink of an eye because it's a very small amount of your total life you know and it might just seem seem more in, inconsequential that way just the older you get it's just like you blink and it's already been another year because i mean you think about me or you right like three or four years is it really is nothing it doesn't mean anything everything was exactly the same in in terms of like how we are but for 10 year olds the difference between six and ten is light years long year yeah you know? last long time yeah I don't know, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I I hear I hear you on the you know on your podcast and stuff and about retiring and man, I would like to retire sometime early, sooner than later. But I I, I mean, my kids <clears throat> still being younger and stuff like that. And unless I can I can actually draw from four hundred one. Hello. I think I just lost him. I got a while. What happened there? I don't know. Did you hear that? What was that? I don't know. I lost you for a bit. I wonder what oh. happened. Oh, did you? Oh, so you didn't hear me chatting away? No, I didn't. <laughs> as soon as you started, I lost you. And then I heard a bloop, bloop, like I heard it disconnected that bloop, bloop. And, and reconnected. That's weird. I don't know. It could have been a blip in our internet. We've been yeah. our, our Verizon internet has been acting up. <laughs> yeah, our five G. I don't know if it's doing updates or what, but it's been pretty frequent. That's weird. It's been going out. No, I was just saying it, that it goes out know, and it goes out for seconds. It doesn't go out for like a long period of so time. It's like a it's poor just, connection or something. Yeah. I was just saying that you know I hear that you know I hear you talk about like wanting to retire and man I would love to retire sooner than later but you know with the kids the kids being the age and I I mean I, I'm I I, I I really need to or I like mentally um, because I I'm in like a high stress job like it's software development is like high stress you got these quick schedules have to do everything in agile and boom 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 mm -hmm. go faster go faster and and i man i i don't i would say i got like two years i could do this i could keep going at this rate so then what would and then you i need to do, do something else i don't know is there somewhere else with but uh I, I, where you work i just that would you like to retire I, if i could just stop my compulsion for comics man i could easily retire i know but is that gonna happen 
I don't know. It could. I have so much to read, but I have so much I want to do, too. I'm doing better <clears throat> with... Um, Digital. Yeah, and with with Marvel. I'm still doing... Like, I was looking at the previews. I'm like, you know what? I'll get this. I'll get this, like with new ones or whatever. Well, let, let me let me let me ask you, like, which which new ones have your uh, attention right now? Well, see, are, are the... you gonna are you gonna get Gods like the Hickman? No, no, no. I'm gonna nope. read it. I'll read it digitally. Okay. Well, what, which ones have your attention? Well, see, that's the thing is is that there was a handful that I'm like, well, maybe I'll I'll buy or what, I'll actually physically buy. And really the only one from the new one was like, well, I'll get the, I like Spider-Woman. I'll get the new Spider-Woman. And then I'm going through But are my you going to get, are you going to get the, the event that's around it? Like Spider-Woman? Cause it's a, no, the Spider-Man event. No, I was just going to get Spider-Woman. Yeah, well, that's in, a, in, a, in the event. I thought she was, it was this whole separate thing, but it doesn't make a difference anyhow. Cause as I was doing my order, I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't need to buy it. I can just, I'll just read it. So I crossed it out. I mean, literally the only ones that I get, uh, I I get Fantastic Four and and the X-Men from my LCS. Which X-Men though? All of them or? Pretty much, pretty much all of them. um, Because I think Marauders uh, got canceled. Ended. Yeah. Um, What, What happened there? Did it go off into the quiet or did you leave Marauders? I left Marauders. Okay. So I don't even know what I, I think I only have a couple issues left, but I, I maybe I should finish it on the app. Um, yeah, I, I, I just noticed recently, I'm like, oh, it's not even in the solicitation, so I don't know when it went away. Because I, I, stopped, I stopped buying it a while back. But yeah, I, so did I. So I'm pretty much getting all of them now, but you know what I am doing? Because, you know, they added so many of those um, X-Men miniseries to go along with you know, what's going on. Oh, yeah, like Children of the Vault. Yeah, so a lot of them I'm going to get through DCBS rather than the my comic shop just because it's so much so much cheaper. So I am getting those. and But in terms of ongoings... Like I didn't the, know Children of the Vault, though, had Cable and Bishop. Yeah, I love, yeah they're, they're, I, I, I love those characters, so it's like, fuck! I didn't get that one because I, I, I didn't I guess I didn't read the solicit. I was like, I can miss Children of the Vault, but I want Alpha Flight because I like Alpha mm-hmm, Flight, right? Mm-hmm. But but I, I'm doing the same thing you are. Like, the only thing is I'm very Spider-Man centric. So like, if Spider-Man enters an event and it launches like a Luke Cage and a Spider-Woman, like gang, and, the gang war thing. Yeah, a gang yeah. war thing. Yeah, I get them. Yeah, I'm just gonna read them um, digitally. <laughs> I I love Spider-Man now. Like I, I'm at an all-time Superman and Spider-Man fix. Like I just like need it. Mm. Interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No. It's. I mean. It's. It's those. And then the other ongoings that I get is Captain America. And um, anytime they release a She-Hulk, so got that new that sensational She-Hulk now. Just yeah. Ran right so after. You've really the cut She-Hulk. cut down to uh. On the Marvel end. Yeah, so now I got to do something with DC. Start reading more on the app for DC, but yeah. I, I haven't gotten there yet. That's that'll be hard for me because I just love DC, like obsessed. I, like I've been buying more old issues of Marvel, but like in terms of like new stuff, I just God, I just love DC. I just like I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm almost my way. Bit. 
way through all the night, the night, what do you call it, stuff, the nightmare stuff. Yeah. I think that almost all that's now on the app. Uh, I, I got to read all that and see how it was. So that's what I'm some, some, to some, some are better than others. <clears throat> like, um, they don't have, like, a really good conclusion. Like, if it's two issues, they don't. Like if you read Superman, it's like amazing. The guy, the guy who does like the Superman issues, uh-huh. the guy who's doing the art, it looks like Darwin Cook, man. Oh, it looks wow. so, so fucking amazing. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I wish he was drawing the ongo, like the ongoing. Yeah. I, I mean, the the guy that they have now is fantastic, but this guy works so good with Superman. Like it just it fits. Mm. Um. Yeah. I, I like the art a lot in the stories, and I think the stories are good, but they they kind of end abruptly and say, "Go go to the finale and see it, the ending." You know what I mean? Of the main, the main. Yeah, the thing. main thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh. But the Superman, Flash, and the Green Lantern, I think, are my favorite. Oh, Zatanna and Wonder Woman are really good too. Night Be- terrors. Because I'm having trouble with. Uh, removing regular series that's where i'm trying to save money is if if they're doing events and and minis i'll not so much minis if i'm really interested in but more events i'll 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 just wait and i'll read them on the app but and then i this on this last order they had like all those facsimiles i don't know if you saw yeah uh, they have some good ones i was gonna i was gonna get a couple of them and i ended up just crossing them out i'm like i really don't need to get the facsimiles i can you know read stuff on on the app, if I if if I need to, I, I just yeah, I, I'm just trying I, if, to, I'm if just it's trying to if it's a golden age fax if it's a golden age facsimile, I'm there, like because there's well, no way I'm going to get my that. List, but I'm like, well, I already have like a reprint of All Stars. You have the the hardcover. Yeah, what? so I'm like, I I guess I don't need this, and then the Adventure Comics because it has backups. I was gonna get that, and I'm like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't need to. I, I just got, I just, I just crossed them out. I'm just trying to save wherever I can. It's, I mean, it, it's hard because everything. I mean, you go through the. I went through this whole list, and there's so many comics now that are 4.99. I, I, Not just I that, 5.99. If you look at the independents, yeah. they're expensive. Yes. That's where I'm like, the independents are costing me out. Like they're, I I just like I I'll talk with Bill now and I'm like, you know that that sounds good and I would have bought that but it's five ninety nine I I'm I'm trying to like not that's a lot for five ninety nine and you're looking at you look at the page count and it's like twenty eight or thirty two pages. pages yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like you're getting more more content for your five ninety nine the price yeah. It's it's very difficult. And it's, I, I know. It's been a while since like I, I guess I've noticed that three ninety nine has been the price point forever. So so long. It's it, it just natural that something would go to four ninety nine. But in our industry, I, I think a lot of people, even the people that are hardcore fans, are like, "Well, god damn, that's a lot." Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a lot for a 32-page comic. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I totally agree with you. I I, I I've, we've seen in the past them flirt with certain 
certain issues and stuff go up to 4.99 like first issues and stuff like and like but nothing has stuck with 4.99 but now it seems like yeah this is this is just what they they got to do uh, probably because of all the inflation and stuff but I, I agree with you it's like that's that's what's making me have to decide a lot is if you're going to charge five or six dollars for a comic i mean even with dcbs's discounts which thank god for them but you know you're still paying three or four dollars even though even the discounts though are are lower than they were oh yeah lower than like they they, they're like 40 some percent and they used to be 50 and everything used to be 40 and now stuff is you know lower yes so it's i think the only 40 that they still give is on dc probably because they're the DC and uh, what is it Marvel at? Thirty six. Oh yeah, so it's like forty, but yeah. Yeah, it's really rough. It does. It makes it. It makes it difficult, but I don't know. I'm I'm doing the the best I can, but like there were some even some uh, trades that I'm like, oh maybe I'll get, and like no, I'll just put them on a list. I'll put them on like a wish list, and people can give me stuff for. Christmas or birthdays, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's where I've made a lot of cuts is these collected editions. But I, I'm trying to like only get those golden age DCs, mm-hmm. that, and that that's it. But sometimes they'll throw in something like there's exceptions to the rule, like a Defenders Omnibus or something that I absolutely love. I'll, I'll get. Yeah. Which but, is uh, good because I mean you don't want to yeah it's just a lot of the stuff from all the stuff that you really love well like like DC this month had nothing in the collected editions which no. was a good break because like two two editions ago there were like three golden age you know like <laughs> reprints I'm like damn I thought about you for whatever it was whether it was last month or two months ago so I'm like oh my god Mike's gonna be he's gonna have to get all of these I think I only got one of the three or something but i think there was like wonder woman one wasn't there like, yeah well you get batman right? yeah I mean, yeah i got the, the batman yeah and there was a green lantern too yeah there was hal jordan green lantern I yep, did so... like that, but i just i can't afford it so you st- are you watching horror movies now that we're getting close to october or not yet i always dip my toe in but Honestly, there hasn't been a lot that has really piqued my interest. Now, there's there's one that had come out, come and went, but I'm waiting for it to be either free or, or a reasonable rental price. It's that um, Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh yeah, the Dracula one. The Dracula one. Um, it's right now the rental is still like twenty bucks, so I'm I'm waiting for that obviously to to come down to a regular amount, and then I'll. I'll um, watch that, um, and then I think we are gonna. I'm gonna see with a friend because Stacy doesn't really like or gonna go see the new um, Exorcist. Oh yeah. Um, we saw a preview. Me and Stacy went to go see Oppenheimer, and uh, they previewed that Exorcist. Oh my God, Mike, that looks creepy. Very, very creepy. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw the preview for it, but I'm not sure because there's a couple of possession movies that are coming out yeah yeah but i'll we're, i'm definitely gonna go i'll go see that one but um yeah i haven't seen any anything in a while i've been it's watching actually, thrillers uh, you have like 
like what like like what? horror thrillers mm-hmm. like um uh invasion or, or like uh, private and like a movie called private property i watched that was really good mm. that that was about an actress and her producer husband and and some guy and his buddy that are just criminals come and they they sort of scam her mm-hmm. and uh try to take over her property it, it's pretty good i liked it and um <clears throat> the other one i liked was uh good neighbor this guy went to uh i, I keep on wanting to say latvia which is like latveria right like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Lat- latvia as a reporter and uh he goes out drinking with his neighbor and they kill they accidentally hit on a dark road uh, a woman and then they they try to cover it up because i guess if you do do drunk driving in latvia it's like your life sentence so the guy convinces him and then you learn that the neighbor is like nuts like one of the, you know those kind of movies yeah <clears throat> yeah so yeah i've been seeing some good thrillers and I, I saw Run, Bitch, Run, which is total uh, sexploitation uh, grindhouse, I guess you could say. Where is, uh, what was that on? That was on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I don't know what they call those films, but it, it's sort of like, uh, have you seen I Spit on Your Grave? Uh-huh. It's sort of like that, but a little more over the top. Oh, okay. So it's like involving like a a rape and then revenge story like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's over the top because it's like these girls they get led into this town and they're selling bibles and they're doing it for a school but they don't look like schoolgirls. They look like 25-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> And then then it's like they they run into a family like kind of like um, the Devil's Rejects family, uh-huh. you know, with Captain Spaulding. They run into one of those families, mm. and it turns into like a survival type movie. But it's like really explicit, like in terms of like sexploitation. It's pretty up there. Yeah, really? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. I don't... They have they have somebody that looks like um, God. What's her name? The one that plays Ahsoka, the actress. Oh, Rosario. Yeah, she oh. Rosario Dawson. There, there's an actress in this one that plays the lead, sort of kooky woman. Uh huh. The and uh, man, she looks a lot like her. Oh. She even has like similar mannerisms, so it's like. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes that leads me de- during a rabbit hole of like, okay, I'm in the mood for some shitty movies. I'll, I'll watch some shitty movies. <laughs> I started watching that one because I was just bagging and boarding comics. And it's like, I don't really need to pay attention. And I, then I kind of got into it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, I mean, I know exactly what you mean. It's like sometimes you just want like. Just, I just need some background know, noise and something I'm sort of interested. Yeah, some something I'm not really interested in. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, in, I'm interested in, but I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's in a genre that I'm interested in, but... <clears throat> and then I saw one with uh, 
Mickey Rourke and Casper Van Dien, the guy from Starship Troopers. Yeah. And they were, it was called The Hunt Club. And it, you know how I like those when people get hunted movies? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I dig those movies a lot. <laughs> and it's like that, but it was, it had the girl, one of the girls from American Pie. So it had like familiar faces, but it was really bad. <laughs> but, but it, but it was bad enough that I, I, I sometimes think bad is good. Uh-huh. You know, like if it's really bad, I sometimes like it. Uh, there, I have, I have definitely <laughs> seen some movies, and I was just telling Stacy that that sometimes they're just so it, it's so, a it's such so a train they're, wreck. They're entertaining. Yeah, yeah it, it's a yeah. train wreck, and you can't keep your eyes off of it. Right, that's exactly <laughs> it. They're just because they're that bad. It's they're super entertaining. Yeah, yeah so I'm, bad it's good. Yeah. yeah, that's that's funny. Um, you know, uh, what you, when you were saying that you know, really it was really um, that one was really graphic or whatever. I don't know if you have gotten around to what or reading the last of the Red Room. Um. Story. No, I haven't. I haven't read the last four because me and Bill like to read. We like to cover read it together, those, mm-hmm. and we haven't gotten to it yet. Oh my God! I, but I, 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 that comic is so fascinating to me on so many levels, though. The like last I, story. Yeah. It. It. It went. It. It, it was. It was. I mean, I. I finished or read the read the whole thing. It. It really was the first one that like really actually bothered me like it was really just uh, well i think I, that's uh they should all bother you <laughs> this one to the extreme like where i, I you felt uncomfortable you yeah, felt uncomfortable felt very much so in that if if they were conti- to continue in that vein i probably wouldn't get them anymore just because it's not enjoyable for me to read. Like it's yeah, not, yeah. You know what I mean? It was just very, very upsetting. Yeah, that comic fascinates me. Yeah. That one in Love... Oh, I forget what that one was called. It love wasn't Love sick. Ever... La- love Sick, yeah. yeah I, haven't, I, I haven't read that, but I just finished... The oh, my your, uh, God. I, I, you were talking about it. Oh, <laughs> I, lo- I, 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 I love Love Sick. Like, that was... <laughs> It, it was in the same vein, but not. You know how like Red Room's kind of like all over the place. Yeah. Like it gets into crypto. It gets into. This is the guy that invented the Red Room. And yeah, exactly. The you know like, this is how they do the hacking. This is how they do like it gets into like a lot of crazy areas, and and then you meet some guy on an island and he's a nutcase and. <laughs> it goes all over the place where love. The other lovesick is, is just focuses on one girl, like one leader of one of those rooms, mm-hmm. and how she got there, and her cannibal guy that she's obsessed with. You know, the, he's he's a cannibal. Like yeah. he'll eat people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. And it's a female artist that wrote it and drew it. She had a translator do it. And, and, and she said it would mess with her mind because she would go research the shit that's happening, you know? Yeah. And it said, like, it, it was like an actor that gets into a part so much it, it hurts them. You know what I mean? 
like like the guy who played the Joker, Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. he went into a depression playing the Joker because he put himself in that. Right. And he he started getting depressed, but. So this one's like actually like affecting. Uh, I, I she might need to stop writing if it's affecting her health. Yeah, it's affecting health. it, but it, it was uh. It was incredible. Like oh. it, it was one of the best comics I've read, for sure. Yeah. That well, Red Red Room and that book have been five out of fives. Like I just, I, they're they're fascinating pieces of work. I mean, regardless of how crude they are, like in content, like violent and sexual, and they they have these underlying messages, even. Even Red Room. Oh yeah. Like there, there are complex, complex pieces of the story that you could talk about for days. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's a fascinating thing because they put so much research into it. Oh, for and sure. It, it's even the back matter. Like the back matter is almost as good as the comic in those <laughs> in those books. <clears throat> well, I'd be very interested to hear what you and Bill say when you get to the the, the fourth issue of the new new yeah. series because that's the one that like i'm like wow okay it's very well very, the last uh, issue that made me feel uncomfortable it was tarzan annual where he wanted to fuck a, an ape but <laughs> <laughs> i i get it like i understand it it's just such a weird thing you know <laughs> like he he didn't know humans at this time he wanted uh-huh. to <laughs> Oh yeah, like, that's this a, a little, is so little bit attractive. Odd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, teach their own. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is making me feel a little weird <laughs> reading this. But uh, it was a Marvel comic, Tarzan too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what you can find in some of these. Oh yeah, for sure. Comic books, even Archie, like these innuendos. Yeah, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> I know, because they just go over kids' heads, and then you're reading, and you're like, oh. Yeah, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they were thinking here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is it just me, or does it look like that? <laughs> wow. Yep, for sure. Oh, so did you did you buy that comic Kill Chella? Yeah. That that one I just read number one. That's a crazy book. I thought it was very good. That's like a movie right there. Uh, oh, like I, I totally. Thought, I thought I thought the the pacing of it was like, God dang, this could easily translate to a movie. I I, I couldn't agree more. It, it definitely is very movie like. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I I I I've read the whole thing. Yeah. Very 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 good. I I agree. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good it's one. A good one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's kick this off. What do you got for us? All right. Um, I got a bunch of just weird weird ones that I I grabbed. Um. I mean, not, not weird that they're obscure or anything, but just not you know your typical DC or Marvel and stuff like that. I um I read. Backlash number thirteen this this morning. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I have to say that I think this is one of that's Brett Booth, right? Or is he yeah. not doing that? No, issue? It, it it is. It is. Yeah, I was actually gonna look up. Yeah, he's uh, the I don't current, have my uh, database. Gunslinger, up. gunslinger, uh, spawn. 
Yeah, he did. He, and, he, and he looks at, he does a fantastic job. He hasn't lost a step uh, with. Uh, oh, he's gotten better. Oh, my like, God. I, it's amazing. I think his gun, I think his gunslinger layouts are some of the best things he's ever done. Like, I, I'm, it just... I'm inclined to, to agree with you. I, I, yeah. I mean, the art in this one is great, but yeah, I would, I would say that gunslinger is better than, than this. Um, and I he's don't always been good. He, he, he has that like slender line. It's real smooth. Oh yeah. Uh, all the figures look, I don't know. It's very nineties looking, but it, it's, it's awesome. I like, I like his art. And this is written by, it just had his last name here. I was just pulling up the database. Ruffner, I guess his first name, Sean, I just looked it up. Sean Ruffner, um, writes it. And Brett draws, uh, this is the only issue of backlash that I own. I don't remember how I got it, but, um, so oh, there's I, a lot of issues. I don't own them all. No, the, the yeah, I I don't. Oh no, you know what? I take it back. I've got issue number twenty-seven too. So got thirteen and twenty-seven. <laughs> That's it. So I guess uh, I stopped collecting it around eighteen, but I have one through eighteen. Oh, uh, I mean, but was, there's thirty-two issues. That's a long-running yeah title for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. And this was, I def I definitely good, want to get these as back issues for sure. Like I didn't necessarily know what was going on, but it was it was entertaining. Um, right at the beginning, you know, Backlash himself. Um, what's his name? Mark what? Mark Slayton. Slayton, yeah. He's he's dead apparently, and there's this this woman who's holding him, telling him to wake up, and I'm like, is that Velocity? Because She's in a different costume, but she's got red hair, you know, white skin, not Caucasian, but white skin tone and green eyes. Um, but she's in a, like a purple and black outfit. So um, I found out that her name's Taboo. Yeah. It's not Velocity. Um, Velocity has the lightning bolt and the... Oh, that's right. She's got the lightning bolt on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um. So anyhow, she, it looks like Mark, Mark. Something happened. The previous issue, he's dead. He's just lying. He's just lying there dead. And um, uh, all of a sudden, through through a wall, smashes these three, um, three guys. And I guess they they're all like Egyptian based. Two of them definitely look like it. Um, one's name is Anka, and he's got like a, um, like a, I don't know what you call it, like a coyote head or whatever, or wolf type head with like that Egyptian headdress. And then the other one is um, Bastet and he's like a cat. Um, the third one talking isn't named, but he's got wings and kind of looks like a, a crow or a bird or something like that. Yeah. So I think they're all Egyptian based. And um, so she starts fighting them and, and she's, she's doing a really good job actually. And uh, it cuts away to these two that seem to be more in charge and, this woman is is totally in charge. Her name's Mistress Lilitu, and uh, her direct subordinate is Zalil. Um, they're both again um, some sort of a, a Egyptian um, based, and um, Zalil it looks like he's like her second in command or whatever. And um, <clears throat> so anyhow, Taboo's fighting these guys off, and this 
other guy appears out of nowhere that, as far as I can see throughout the whole, whole book, he wasn't named, and I don't know if, if you know enough about this stuff to know who he is, but he shoots he shoots guns. He's got a mask on that would almost be like a COVID mask. It just covers your mouth and nose. And he's got... Grifter? Up, no, and he's got all these... Drugs. Oh, no, that's Grifter's the whole face. Yeah, and he's and he's got dreadlocks. I, I don't know. She called... No, I don't know. But I'm offhand. Obviously not his, not his name, so... Um, anyhow, he shows up almost like it just teleports there or whatever, and um, he starts helping her out. And uh, they're they're going to get away, and she insists that she's not leaving Mark there, um, even though uh, he's you know the other guy insists that he's dead. So he grabs him. They they run out, and um, that guy with the dreadlocks throws like a bomb, and uh, runs away and and explodes and seems to blow up those other guys. Um, so now she's looking around for the for their their transport, their ship that they came in. Apparently, it is. It, it, Dreadlocks makes a snide comment about you know what's the problem? Is it invisible? And and she actually says, as a matter of fact, it is. Um, he bumps into it uh, with his head, and so she's like, oh okay. And she manages to find the the, the switch to um, make it visible and to turn put the ladder down. So they go in there and fly off, <clears throat> and. Um, they're quickly pursued by a, a larger, a larger ship, um, and actually starts using a tractor beam on them. So uh, inside the ship, um, that Zalil, um, he's he's got these like markings, these red markings on his face and his body, and he's partially wrapped in in like um, in, in wrappings like a mummy would be, but very very few of them. And um, so. Uh, they've got the ship inside. Um, uh, the, the bad guys have have Taboo's ship inside their ship, and Zalil just rips the door right off of it, and, and he he walks in there. So the um, the, the Dreadlocks and and Taboo start fighting. Um, Taboo sh- or Dreadlocks shoots like Zalil point blank and doesn't do anything. He knocks him down, um, and then uh, basically grabs um, Taboo. So. Uh, they uh they throw him in a um in kind of like a prison area and uh actually it's it's more like, I, they think they're in prison but it's more like a it's almost like a ceremonial um circle because um mistress Lilitu was doing some performing some sort of a ceremony she comes out of the the ground the dirt and she says that you know she's been cleansed or whatever and has more power um she grabs taboo around the neck and um says that she can basically um you know suck the energy out of her but um because apparently taboo is very special so she's not going to do that she's gonna strip her of her memories and um kind of um get her uh onto her onto lilith's side um and says something about like the armor that Taboo's wearing is is basically uh, comes from this alien race that Lilithu is actually part of, and so uh, I'm guessing they're hinting that this is where um, you know Egyptian stuff uh, mythology came from, maybe from an alien race. Uh, she does mention Hellspont a lot, who I know has a prime, you know, big role in Wildstorm, but I, I haven't read enough Wildstorm to really know exactly what. What his oh, it's uh, can't yeah, hell spawn came hell spot. Yeah, uh huh. Hell spot. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought you said Hell Spawn. No, no. Yeah, Hell Spot. Hell Spot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's a a da- what is it a Damonite? Oh, is he? Okay, so he's one of yeah. He's one of those. Okay. He, the, while he came in Wildcats, he's like the main villain. That, I, that's what I thought, but um, like he's not featured here; he's just mentioned. Um, yeah. So I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Um, but basically, uh, it, what it comes down to is is as she's giving this kind of like monologue, um, that Dreadlocks guy, um, you know, clues taboo in that, um, that she is is like from a, a race of vampires. So I guess maybe they're. Space vampires like Vampirella, who knows? <laughs> but uh, that's that's kind of what it seems like, and um, and so she is basically saying that you know like her uh, taboo's future um, you know lies with with Lilithu and them, um, and you know of course taboo wants to deny that. We are and for the last page we transition to um, Lilithu's lab, and there's a couple scientists just. Um, uh, doing some work in the background, and Mark is lying on the table. And even though they, uh, everyone had said many times throughout the book that he's dead, they have him hooked up to um, like all sorts of stuff, um, including a heart monitor, and it's just giving a, a solid line, you know, all the way across. And then all of a sudden, it starts beeping, and um, and he just he rises up um, from the from the table and scares the crap out of the um out of the two scientists and that's and that's the end of the issue it says to be continued so obviously uh the rumors of uh backlash's demise were greatly exaggerated and he's he'll be back for issue 14 was that a dollar find or what yeah yeah so yeah. yeah one of those i think even just at a maybe at a flea market or something like that for 50 cents or a dollar i'm like oh this cover looks cool I'll, um i'll check it out so yeah it's fun he has a well-drawn comic for sure. Oh, absolutely. And he's he's an interesting character. Backlash? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's probably the biggest that came out of that. I mean, came out of the series and did on his own. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even more so than Grifter. Like I I don't think we have a Grifter that went past 30 issues. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Yeah. Yeah, it's Well, I think the first one I'm going to talk about wasn't my favorite of the bunch, but it was something I read because I never read before. Uh-huh. I, I expected to like it more, but it was a little confusing as a first issue. And it's in a Marvel epic uh, comic book oh. by uh, Pat Mills from Judge Dredd fame and Kevin O'Neill. I think Kevin O'Neill did some Judge Dredd too. And I know he did some of those uh, black can't remember the company. Black I just Caravan? read something. No, there was a black, not black box. That's another company. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was another company that didn't last long that Kevin O'Neill sort of created. And uh, they were like one year. It's one of those dead universes that I started to buy all the boxes, <laughs> buy all the comics from. Yeah. And uh, his art is very, uh, easy to tell if you're gonna like it or not like he he's in my sort of like i like some of it and then others i i don't like some of it so Mm. it's a very uh distinctive art style um martial law has other titles as well from other companies like he moved it after marvel epic line he moved it to other 
properties, even Dark Horse at one time, and some some other companies that he might have owned or small publishers. But um, this this had like a lot of uh, description of like uh being close to the boys and being close to judge dread and sort of comparing along that lines and i, I can see where that comes from mm -hmm. but um i love the boys and i love judge dread so it, it seems like it would fit in my wheelhouse but it was a little really confusing but uh it takes place after like a post-apocalyptic which, uh, which event. is it did you, did you read number one number one oh, okay mm -hmm. yeah I got one through six, so I bought these as a bundle and uh, never read it before. And it, it opens up, like, the first part of the story I was able to uh, to follow along pretty good. There's a, uh, a girl that's sort of running, like, running for her life, and she's dressed like a superhero. But she's sort of like a, a, a stripper that's acting like the superhero, and she's dressed like it. And there's this guy that's hunting her down. Uh, and she says, no, I'm not Celeste. I'm a strippergram. And he says, there's this character called Sleep Man that hunts her down and kills her. So that's how it opens up is like this Sleep Man is, for some reason, he has a fetish with Celeste, mm. who was a superhero. And anybody that dresses like her, he'll seek him out and then kill him. So there's like mass murders of anybody that dressed like Celeste, <laughs> and I guess I guess somebody, I guess a lot of people fantasize about Celeste because it seems like this isn't his only kill. There's been other kills of Celeste, and then it cuts to this Doctor Shock, <clears throat> superhero operational and com command and control, and uh, the, this this guy is being hunted down by gangrene <laughs> who's like uh a, they seem like a military weapons that that just hunt down people I, this schlock guy the shock guy was a a legit hero whereas these other guys I, it's very questionable just like in the boys you know most of the heroes aren't really heroes yeah, yeah all, <clears throat> that's yeah. kind of like what this world is it's like the heroes are, are bad guys oh, okay. and martial law is kind of like a cop who works for this organization and they're like let's not mess with these guys but he does so he, he actually goes after these meta powered beings and and slaughters them because at the end of this issue he he actually took down gangrene and his the members of that and uh he says they're just the symptoms i'm after the disease and he's he's, <laughs> he's looking to kill people but uh yeah it was it was good it, it just the story was more tight at the beginning and then i got kind of lost in the middle and then it came back to, together at the end but um i'm trying to get all the uh epic books and i think the most expensive ones are going to be the grues by far mm. but uh oh i'm not interested in elf quest believe it or not but I, it's just one of those things i just never have been interested in and it's probably one of their most popular yeah i think that because uh, those peony the, the, the peonies and i yeah read a, like two issues of it and that was I, it. i've never read it but i've I've never wanted to. So 
there, there's a lot of books, and you'll kill me for saying that. There's a lot of books that people are like, you got to read it, got to read it. And I, I just can't get myself to read. It's like Barb telling me to go see a movie, and then I finally go see it, and I love it. But she had to drag me to go see it. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't have any interest in it. Strangers in Paradise is another one that I just <laughs> I, feel the same oh way God. about. Like. I just don't Mike, feel like reading it. Like, so, I, it, it, and, but that's the thing. First of all, that, that's what I mean. You know, I, I mean, it didn't necessarily need to be as long as it was, but it was like by the time I finished, it was like, oh my god, this was incredible. But if you're not in the mood for it, it's not going to do you any good to read it. Yeah, that's the problem. The so how do I how do I get in the mood? Right, for but, something I mean, that I have no interest in. But why See, read it? If but there's not... so much. I mean, there's a lot of critically acclaimed books that, yeah. like Love and Rockets. I I've dipped my toe into the Gilbert Hernandez stuff, just just way late. Like, and it's good. I I just don't. And I and I haven't gone back to read Love and Rockets, but people just rave about Love and Rockets. <laughs> but but it's like something I can't get the kicking the pants to go read yeah like i i just don't have the motivation to go when i have so much other stuff in front of me and and, and how, bone, how bone is the other one like bone is that one? bone is like everybody wants to read well love and rockets is still going on okay <laughs> so it's like a quite lot a, of issues i think it's hundreds then. of issues <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so is strangers in paradise that's a lot of issues it is it's it's yeah it is it's not almost maybe a hundred or something or maybe just over a hundred yeah yeah i mean it took me a long time to get through the whole thing cerebus is another people like oh this thing's incredible and i just don't want to read cerebus i mean the closest i got to cerebus was spawn because <laughs> that that aardvark showed up in spawn well, early I, on i bought the first um soft cover like i don't know if you call it an omnibus but it's pretty thick of cerebus I, I couldn't get through the whole thing. It just what for whatever reason it wasn't wasn't anything that I, I really, really loved. maybe if I do retire and I have all this time I'll tackle the things that that I never wanted to read. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But I don't think that's gonna happen because I have so much stuff that I I want to read. <laughs> right. Right. I mean that that is what makes it I mean, you have such a variety and such a, uh, a huge amount of choices. But, like, unless you get in the mood for it, it you know, it, you, you, why why bother really mm -hmm. reading something you're not in the mood for? Because are you really going to enjoy it? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you would get, like, after reading the first few, maybe you, like, get into <clears throat> it and then be like, oh, my God, this is great. I love it. And, but... You know, I don't know, but like you said, there's so many other things that you're that you know you want to get to that you haven't read. So but yeah, you know. but like, I'd rather go read all the rest of the backlash because I don't have 19 through 32. <laughs> right. You know, like that's just kind of something that falls more into my want to read. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I. I I definitely need because martial law is, is sort of like a, a respected book. I I definitely need to read on to see if the story uh, is a little more engaging. I, I I was engaged. Like I'm I'm interested in this guy, the, the 
wants to hunt down these heroes and I'm interested in this the serial killer but some of the world building is just really weird like it, this I guess that I felt the stage wasn't really set mm. other than in captions and I was like I, I really don't understand how I got here <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but I know what world I know the world that we live in it's like the heroes sort of destroyed this part of the world. Yeah. So you, but that's all you've read so far is just one, the one issue. Yeah. I just read number one. I, I, I had bought a lot of back issues from Aaron this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly old, amazing Spider-Man. I I posted on Twitter tales of astonish and, um, which I'm getting really close to, finishing at least from the submariner hulk perspective like there's ant-man prior to that teaming up with the hulk Mm -hmm. but those ant-mans i don't have a lot of they're more expensive too the early ant-mans yeah yeah but anytime i can get a tales of suspense tales to astonish or strange tales i i pretty much jump on it like because i want to complete i i don't want to go back to number one where it wasn't superheroes but at least for when the superheroes started in those titles right and just go forward yeah yeah all right well i got another one i could cover all right um this one is at an atlas comics and we've got the Blazing Battle Tales featuring Sergeant Hawk. Yeah, I read that one. Number one. You've read this yep. one? Well, I don't think there's there. There's either two issues, <laughs> or there's uh, there's not too many issues. Blazing Battle Tales of what? The uh, it, yeah, it's just Blazing Battle Tales, and then it says featuring Sergeant Hawk, but that's not part of the actual title. Okay. You've read this one before? I've read almost all the Atlas yeah. Um, stuff. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, no surprise that um, that Sergeant Hawk is... There only is one issue. <laughs> oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah. So Sergeant Hawk, you know, even if you haven't read this before, you could take a wild guess as to what he's... Uh, what 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 he's what his template is built built from, right? Rob Rob, you have a full run of this. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty pretty incredible. I'm pretty it? excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, no surprise, he's Sergeant Rock <laughs> with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. He's taking taking on either a Sergeant Fury or Sergeant Rock uh, version. <laughs> Exactly. So he gets tasked by a, a head uh, officer during World War II to rescue a French underground leader who is um, a, a, a girl by the name of Yvette Duchamp. And uh, she was captured uh, by the Nazis, and uh, and she's certainly going to be tortured for information because she knows you know, the names of all the um, – all of those in her, you know, in, in France that are that are fighting against the Nazis. And um, problem is, is that 
if that's not um, bad enough, um, she's been captured by the most sadistic officer in the German command, and his own men call him the one-armed beast. He only has one arm. Um, so uh, this one was by John Albano, and pencils by a Patrick Broderick, who I think we know from... Firestorm and Captain Adam. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, especially Firestorm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, they they say that, you know, uh, they think that a small group could, could get in and, and rescue her. So um, Sergeant Hawk takes his uh, takes two people. He, he takes uh, his right-hand man named Goldberg and um, a, tough, a quote-unquote tough little Indian named White Cloud. So... Um, the the three of them go marching, and uh, believe it or not, White Cloud does not have a feather in his helmet. So I have to give them credit for actually not 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 copying, um, you know, Sergeant Rock quite to that extent. But um, Mike, I'm also not sure if they understand military time because it said they started in daylight. But it wasn't until 0400 hours that they neared what they hoped, where they hoped the Krauts were, were, were settled. And the other two members say that they, that they, that they should wait and, and get a, a, a lay, you know, a study the layout of the, of the land first. And he, but Sergeant Rock overrules them because they've got less than three hours of daylight left. And if it's Sergeant Hawk, not Rock. Sergeant Hawk, sorry. <laughs> and, and if it's if they have less than three hours of daylight left, how could it be oh four hundred hours? Which doesn't make any sense. So I think they meant I think they meant sixteen hundred hours, and it was no four hundred Zulu. But that's four a.m., isn't it? No. What is it? Zulu like. But if you say is like four hundred hours, isn't that quad quad zero is like uh, five p.m. I guess so. I, for maybe, maybe I'm the one that doesn't understand it then. No, you're 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 saying like military time, according to they'll they'll say like 4 a.m. is is quite you know for is 0400. Mm-hmm. But if if it's true, non. Um, Military likes to use Zulu time, which is that it's that time around the entire world. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Uh, kind of. So, so um, that in in well, in United States time is is towards the night time. So, yeah. Uh, well, it, I I I thought they were confused, but maybe it was just me then. But anyhow, Sergeant Hawk and and the guys they so they they, they crawl down there. And they sneak up on some sentries, and they they uh, kill them with. What, what, with what their part knives. of world are they? Are they in Germany? They're, they're in they're in France. They're in France, um, in occupied France. Let's see. What time is it in Germany? At o four hundred Zulu. They didn't say Zulu. They only said I know they didn't. Okay. <laughs> and Zulu, it's 6 a.m. 
Well, that still doesn't make any sense then. Because if it's 6 a.m., you got a whole lot more than three hours of daylight ahead of you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, well, regardless. That's probably the writer. Well, no, it, it would be all on the writer. Yeah. Not understanding that. Yeah. Well, in that, in any case, they 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 kill. We'll have a centers. longer discussion about time <laughs> than the actual comic. Exactly. <laughs> they um, they they uh now Goldberg has a has a real good like sixth sense of where things, like where to go for things. So, Hawk says, "All right, Goldberg, if you were a German colonel, where would you stash a prisoner?" And um, he says, "That's Jack over there." So they peek in there, but it's pitch black inside the inside the shack. They can't see a thing, but because they said Goldberg's hunchins are always on the money, they're going to check it out. So um, Hawk and White Cloud um, jump jump in. It's still pitch black in there, and Hawk says he's going to strike a match. But suddenly, someone turns on the lamp, and they're surrounded by Nazis. And sure enough, the the girl is prisoner in, in inside that shack. Let me ask another question. They said they had only so many more hours of daylight. Less than three, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. Regardless. (laughs) You're really, really hung up on the time now. No, it's just, uh, it would be the opposite. Yes. They would, well, if it's 4 a.m., they might. No, that would be dark at 4 a.m. There's right, no then way. it would get, be getting light in about 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So either, either way, if they're using Zulu or just 0400, they, it's messed up. Yeah, something, it would be, something it would, wasn't making sense. You only have so many more hours of darkness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But is it is it in the dark or is it in the light drawn? No, it's in the light. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's messed up. Yeah. Um, so like I said, they're totally surrounded in this shack, but, um, very, very quickly, uh, Hawk grabs one of his grenades off his chest and just chucks it at, uh, at, at the, that guy with the one arm, that, that, um, that colonel with the one arm, um, and he kind of not, and it hits him right in the side of the the head and he drops his gun. Um, White Cloud throws a, a knife at another Nazi. And then they hear a, a bam, a kapow, and from behind, Goldberg shot one of the Nazis from from through the window. Um, so, in in the meantime, um, White Cloud shot a couple more, and they managed to kill everyone in, in the shack. So, uh, except for the uh, the one armed colonel who managed it because he was only hit in the head with with a with a not a live grenade, so he managed to escape. He ran out. Um, they grab the girl, and they they get they hightail it out of there. Um, him and uh, Hawk and, and White Cloud um, go while Goldberg is throwing grenades at at the um, at the Nazis so they can get out of here. Um, it's a close call when Nazi throws one. Of, you know the, how those Nazi grenades look like they have the handles with the. Oh, they're called they're called potato mashes. There you go. So yeah. so it it. it, it goes right past White Cloud and didn't even notice it, but good thing Hawk did, and he kicks it right back at the Nazis, and boom! So they manage to get out of there, they meet up with Goldberg, and they find a, a, a really good um, like little um, 
place to hide, uh, and they nurse um, the woman back to health. They they treat her her wounds because she definitely had been worked over um, quite a bit by the Nazis, and they um, hide out there for a couple days. Once it seems like um, the Nazis have have determined that they're no longer in the area, that's when they leave and they go to meet back up um, with with the rest of their their group. Now on the way there, they spy um, a bunch of Germans um, doing a mass gravesite, throwing um, all sorts of Frenchmen as well as American um, soldier corpses into a big pit and burying them. Um, Hawk gets a little manages to um, get closer and throws a grenade, uh, kills him, and he looks and he, he knew some of those some of those soldiers as 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 part of their um, uh, part of their unit. So he's just absolutely incensed. Um, he goes um, running past the other two, and he's gonna um, he's gonna take. He's really really mad. So. Um, uh, Goldberg uh, tells White Cloud to stick with the the girl, and he's going to go catch up with with um, Hawk before he does, you know, gets himself in, in worse danger than he can. Um, so, uh, anyhow, um, he uh, Hawk is is walking and walking, and, and by the time he gets to the area where the Germans were, um, the he he sees the American bombers have have been by and. They pretty much killed all of the um, all the Nazis, so he's pretty happy about that. But then he hears an engine um, start, and he turns and looks, and sure enough, it's it's the one-armed guy, and he's trying to drive away. Hawk's not having it. He start he shoots out um, the tires from the from the jeep, and um, the the jeep kind of swerves off a cliff, hits a tree, boom! The whole thing explodes and. And so uh, he he said that he and Goldberg stopped and stood motionless and watched uh, the devil on his way to hell. And that was the end of that one. They had an, another um, story by John Albano, this time art by um, L. Uh, Williams, and it's called The Sky Demon, and it details um, this expert um, American um, gunner p- pilot that just was allowed to um, not fly with a squadron. His captain allowed him to just go out whenever he wanted to because he was that good and had uh, just an amazing sense of like what needed to be hit and when. Um, so he he actually they, it starts the action um, with him uh, attacking some um, German uh, destroyers and he manages to, to blow one up that was full of uh, munitions and he flies back to base. Now, in the meantime, uh, it turns out that he's got a new captain for the unit, and the captain asks why the other one let him do what he what he did, and he explains it. Um, but he's like, well, you know what? That's We're not doing that anymore. You're flying with the squadron, and you're going to continue to do so as long as I'm in command because he doesn't believe the Sixth Sense nonsense. So uh, the next morning, he's with his, his squad, and <clears throat> they take out some, um, some Nazi planes, and... Um, the the uh, the gunner the VIP gunner he's called he uh, he tells uh, the squadron leader that he wants to, that he sees a a train down below and he wants to um he wants to go down there and take take some shots and the leader said you know what the captain said uh, you can't do that you know on his order so 
flies back to base, and um, he gets called in by the captain. And the captain um, apologizes and said that he thinks that he made a very, very bad mistake when he told him to fly with the squadron, and starting tomorrow he's back on, um, he's back flying on his own whenever he wants um, because he's since learned that um, intelligence got word from the underground that a very special enemy was on board that train that he wanted to attack, and then they show they cut to the last panel, and it shows um, uh, a Hitler himself in the in the passenger car. So he, they missed a chance to to get Hitler right away. But uh, yeah, this was you know I mean it is what you know it is what it is. It's not quite you know Sergeant Rock and stuff like that, but these were entertaining enough um, stories for sure. Good old Atlas Comics, huh? Yeah. Short-lived. Short-lived. They were kind of bullied out to by the big two. They were, weren't they? And you know what's yeah, funny? The of. editors, this is Lee, well, more so Larry Marvel. Lieber, too. <laughs> yeah, they were they were bullied by Marvel, essentially. Yeah. And that they, they were destined to flop. Yeah, for sure. Like, there, there's just sometimes you, you start a comic book company at the right time, and there's other times you don't. Yeah. And it's just not... Like, I think that company Distillery is starting at a horrible time. Because we're, 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 we're in a glut, and a, especially an indie glut. Not, I'm not term, talking in terms of quality. No! I'm talking, I'm talking in terms of people spending. Mike... Um, and and, 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 and not... even even back issues are becoming more affordable mm-hmm. from the high prices they were during the COVID. So, but you like... know what the thing is 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 there's still a, a bunch of them at that one uh, Pulp Seven One Six store here. I, but I, I'm not. My thing is I'm not spending that much money. I'm just not going to spend that much money on a on on. I know it's big. It's an oversized comic, but. I just don't have the money to spend. So I, I tend to agree with you that it looks like it's going to be terrific, but I just don't have the money to spend. I started following them on Twitter, Pulp 616. Is that mm-hmm. what they are? 716, yeah. Uh, they what, what was the number? 716. It's their area 716. code. 716. Yeah. Huh, I thought it was 616. Am I thinking of Marvel? Yeah, you're thinking of, of, of <laughs> Universe 616. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're I interesting. Was, I think it was who I was following. Let me let me let me look them up real quick, just to make sure it's not another place. You know what's funny is a Paul, Paul Tessner um follows. Stuff yeah, it is seven one six. Yeah. So they had a a big post on the Twitter. I think it was yesterday or the day before, and it said about fifty percent, fifty eight percent of our X Men subscribers have canceled their X book subscriptions in the past year. The majority of them have subscribed to X books for ten plus years. So these are like long term X Men fans that are leaving, is what they're saying. Wow. And I, then I they said that. I missed that. Thing. And they said in addition, Gods is one of our lowest ordered Marvel first issues in the past five years. I have heard that. So this Although, this brought well, up a lot of discussion on Twitter, and it was interesting. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Most of the people don't know what they're talking about because they're they're not like us that read a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. So they're they're like they don't really but but, but what's more interesting is what is Hickman responsible for this or is it the aftermath of Hickman uh 
causing, you know, the whole Krakoa era yeah. causing people to want to leave comics. And isn't Tom Briefort becoming the editor of the yes. Marvel line yeah. so yeah. he could That's change the, the direction yeah. of X-Men? And I thought that was what the Hellfire Gala was leading to is yeah so did I. the end of the Krakoa era. So like, like, is it because people left and they're not, they haven't because of the Hickman era or is there people leaving because they don't want to go back to where they were? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it was unclear to me. That's very interesting. I'm going to have to go back and, and, and check that out. Um, but it is, that is interesting to know. I, I, I totally missed that, um, that post. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I actually, I, like, I'm but, very, but, very excited about what they're doing right now, and I, I want to see. Well, I want them to leave, too, but it's interesting. I was listening to 11 O'Clock Comics on my walk, and they hated the Hellfire Gala thing. My God, I loved it. Like, it, and I was like, I, I'm tired of the Krakoa stuff, like, I, I think I think like early on the Krakoa stuff was very um, innovative and oh a hundred percent I mean that whole lead up with stuff Myra like that Taggart even uh, stuff that was absolutely bonkers that was such a like cool idea to like make something very different but and then the the whole Immortal X Men like I I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that title. That's like yeah, my favorite too. X-Men title, even yeah, though. Great title. So, so like I, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know. Like there's people that, are, I, I think they got tired of the, they want their X-Men comics to be like X-Men comics again. And I think that's what, I think that's what Brevoort is trying to do. I would, if I had a guess, I would, I would think that that's where, if people were dropping off, I would I would have thought that that's where, because the same reason that what you're saying basically. But it, it was so weird though. It's like it seemed like Hickman had like this five year plan, and it seemed like he was around for two. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it seemed yeah. like he and, and people were like enjoying. From what I can tell, like House of X and Powers of X were like extremely well-received comics yeah mm-hmm. and then even like coming out of it i think people were enjoying it and then the handing of the guard because hickman left like i don't know if seemed, this is it, true mike but from what this is what i had heard on uh you know a couple of years ago back when this when he kind of went off is that um, Marvel was very happy with, with how the X-Men titles were doing, and they told him they wanted to extend this whole Krakoa thing longer than what he, what he, was, he had planned. Like, if this wasn't going to be quite as long. So he kind of, like, had, okay, it was going to happen, and then this was going to happen, this was going to happen. But there was, the sales were so good, they didn't want to uh, go away from it at that point, and that's where they got, like, Jared... Um, dug in and 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 a couple others and stuff like that and got and then you know uh, hickman went away because they were kind of going off of his they'd left his script and i and i heard the opposite i heard that when even before powers of x and house of x that he had a five-year plan oh okay 
Yeah, I don't know. And that, I, I don't know. I they they've definitely done some interesting things, um, in some of the titles, and I, I think some of the titles just like Marauders coming off the bat was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, agreed. That that title was fantastic. It, it had like an old, an old school vibe to it too. Like just the personality of it. Yeah. It, it felt good, and, and, and Immortal X Men always has been like this political circle of mutants that Im- are empowered that has been fascinating. Yeah. It's it's not been the action book, but it's been like you put Sinister, you put you know all these Emma Frost, all these alphas in the same circle of trust. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a dangerous, you know, like it was always like politically interesting. Everybody, Shaw, they yeah. all have their, you got they all have their interesting things. Yeah. yeah. Apocalypse. <laughs> that are all like uh, theoretically supposed to be working together. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Like, theoretically. Yeah, how does that really but they work? hate each have... other deep yeah. down, I guess. Exactly. So yeah. it made an odd. And then X Men Red was mostly on the other planet Mars, but um, some of the other ones were dealing more with Excalibur, kind of like the Knights of X, and the they were dealing with that area that Excalibur is always in. I forget what they call it. Yeah, other um, world or something like other that. Other world, yeah, other world. It, there's just been a lot of Marauders that went to space. What what were some of the other titles? Legion of X. Legion, yeah, they had Legion of X. They had, and I think that led from something. Uh, I forget. I mean, there was the, it was because they were like well, they the changed they changed ones. the titles so kind of like the religious, yeah aspect. Yeah, I don't know. I some of it's been hit or miss for me, but yeah. uh, I I kind of wanted to go back because it. It was fun while they played in this world where, wow, they can die and then come back. And then what if somebody fucks around with the, the chemicals and they don't remember what just happened? Yeah. Or, or the uh, the upload to the was five days ago, so they don't remember the last, last five, five days. days. Yeah. Like, that could have been game-changing. Yeah. Or, or you know, like, uh, it, it, it was so weird. They they were playing with some some interesting things that could have lasted a lot longer, but I don't know. I think they procrastinated on a good idea when they could have I took agree. advantage of it. Yeah. Like instead of making it so slow, they could have sped it up just a little bit. I, I agree, but you, you know, I mean, I I I had enjoyed I, I enjoyed all of it. I enjoy, I, I loved this Hellfire Club too because of kind of like, it was, I was not expecting it. Um, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So I'm very excited about all of these new, um, new issues. This is just to see what's going to, what's going to happen next. Um, yeah. I've been, I've been loving it. I'm, I'm, I, I was kind of surprised when you said that they, that Pulp 716 said that they're. 58% is a lot. That's, that's crazy. You know, you know what I was really interested. It wasn't last week, but the week before. It was before the week 
before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Friday, and I had Friday off. No, yeah, I had. I left early Thursday because I needed to burn some vacation, mm-hmm. and I, I went to. I was off on Friday, and I went to the comic shop on Thursday, and he wanted help pulling books. So I was actually, he was call. I was calling out like the pulls. Yeah. Mostly for Marvel. I, I was I was doing mostly Marvel, but it, his his pulls are fascinating because they were different customers but they were like it was like a steady flat line for all titles like there wasn't like one title where there's only two subscribers really they they were all hitting like 15 and it, it surprised the hell out of me because if they had a book like silk selling 15 copies and 15 copies of x-men and 15 <laughs> copies of amazing like amazing had a little bit more it was like 20 but they were all in the same ballpark. It was so weird. Yeah, that's and I was like, very how does the how does this happen where you have like a steady uh customer base across all Marvel titles? Yeah, you it, it just seemed like it seemed Spider-Man weird to me. I would think like a, I would think like Silk and Spider Gwen would be like I don't know, under 10, like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. like five copies or something. Yeah. And then X-Men would be like 20 and Spider-Man would be like I don't know 40 but right. I mean Spider-Man was more because mostly because it it was almost like the same spread but it was more because people were getting oh I want the Disney cover and I want all five covers you know what I mean like yeah. Yeah. it was definitely more because of the the variants but it wasn't like Star Wars and Spider-Man and Silk and Spider-Gwen all being like 15 copies. I was like, that's just weird. Yeah. It was fascinating and weird. I was like, I wonder what the DC pulls are like. <laughs> I know I would have loved for you to stuck around for those too. And uh, yeah. that, would, that would be cool. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah. But uh, my next comic is The Phantom. Uh, number 51. I don't have credits in the database for it, but it m- looks like it might be Joe Gill. The artist is Pat Boyette. And I definitely know this is a Pat Boyette cover because I posted it on the Charlton Air- Arrow and they said, oh God, I love Pat Boyette. <laughs> but uh, I've been trying to buy as many fa- Charlton comics as I possibly can. And um, I've come across some Phantom issues and I've always liked the Phantom. I, I, I'm I'm mostly familiar with the Phantom from DC Comics, and then going forward, because I think we had the Phantom again in Dynamite, and later on in some other titles, Moon Moon. Uh, it's a Moonstone, Moonstone Comics. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I collected all of that, but um, this was prior. So this is the the Dell the Gold Key Dell leading into Charlton and they just continued the numbering. And uh this is a twenty cent comic. It's issue fifty one. Has on the cover a awesome cover. It's this guy looking like he's gonna sacrifice uh a, one of the professors that hangs out with the Phantom and uh he says touch her and die and she's Phantom mm-hmm. but uh it, it's a I've always liked the Phantom because the Phantom has like its own unique thing. It's like a legacy 
like they they call him immortal like he's the ghost who walks because he can never die it's like this guy can't die it's not always the same guy so his legacy he has a child and then that child becomes a phantom and then the next child becomes the phantom and it's like handed down from did you know i had no generation idea to generation I, I, I didn't know that yeah the ghost who walks that's why they call him I had no idea and all the natives there's a couple of natives that are on the inside like they know they like know that it's a different guy like yeah the, the, they've, they've been around but but most of the natives are like this guy is is immortal he can't die and uh he fends off pirates and protects the natives and protects the environment and is an adventurer and um he has i i think which is the next in line the kid next in line his name is rex and then rex hangs out with one of the native kids called tom and it's not t-o-m it's t-o-m-m and uh um Tom. <laughs> and uh, this this takes place because uh, this villain called Lequeu, he uh, captures Tom and Rex. And he wants... The, the, this native tribe is real rich in jewels and money. Like, th- they have a lot of money, but they don't live like it. And they give the Phantom that money, the gold and all that stuff, to put in his cave so he can protect it. And this guy knows that that money exists, and he's blackmailing uh, the Phantom to give them, give him the the gold in order to get uh, Tom and Rex back. And uh, Phantom has a dog called Devil. And I, the interesting thing about the horses and the the dog is they also have this legacy thing. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, the horse. His name is Hero, and the devil devil is the dog. <laughs> they uh, they also think they're immortal. Um, so he he actually goes after him, and, he, and the 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 main native is like, no, you just let them kill the kids because we can't give away our treasure, <laughs> kind <laughs> of thing. Like you're not gonna. And he goes, no, I'll go try to save them. I'm gonna go try to save them. So so he gets there, and uh, that one villain has the kids tied to a tree and there's a bunch of crocodiles underneath. And he's like, well, you didn't bring my money. I'm just going to drop them in. And he doesn't care. He, <laughs> he didn't bring, he didn't bring the money. So he cuts the, the vine and they go in and the alligators attack, but the phantom goes in there and he fends off the crocodiles there and, uh, gets the boys back. And later on, he's able to take what, uh, take that guy out. Just, punch punches lights out as he's trying to get some treasure out of the the cave and uh then that that's the end of that story and then the second story is the captive king and this mostly fit, centers around tom and uh rex they're they're actually riding uh this uh elephant called king mm-hmm. and uh their people are this this lion attacks el- the the elephant but the elephant trashes him, but there's hunters that want the elephant to take the ivory. And uh, these hunters uh, have an elephant trap, and they capture him, and he drops into the ground. And uh, the kids are there, and they, they know what they're going to do. They're going to kill their elephant, and they're like, no, this can't have this. So um, 
is I don't even think Phantom's in this thing, but uh, they're gonna go spear the elephant, and one of uh, Rex actually kicks one of the guys in the back, and he falls into the trap where the elephant's there, and the elephant just ha puts this with his trunk a sh uh, like a chokehold on him, and Rex is like, well, push you know pull tighter, King, pull tighter, and he's like, well, we'll let you out if you promise to let us go and that's kind of what that issue is and the phantom's not even there in this whole whole story they just ride the elephant back and he's like what happened and uh i i guess uh rex is his uncle i mean phantom is rex's uncle so i, I do think he's the next in line because it depends on legacy and what it's a bloodline but yeah. it's not necessarily the kid i even think there's been a female phantom in, in yeah, I've I've seen I've seen that before. Yeah, and the next one's the Enchanted Land. This is just telling you about how these guys pillage uh, lands and kill the animals and enslave the people. And then you got a Columbia House ad for 14 hit records for 286. Oh, there you go. I I, I used to do that. Um, you you'd have to buy like you'd have to agree to buy five at the regular price, right? But you get a good deal up front. The treasure room is that the girl on the cover. She's she's a professor, and she wants to find a hidden treasure from a lost people, and she she finds the location after she has some people. Uh, what do they call those people that go into the jungle? Like guides? I guess they're yeah, guides. Just, yeah. Take take her into the jungle and find it. And she finds it, but there are two pirates that are... There are two guys that know about the treasure that follow her in. And they find out it's not a treasure, but it's all these parchments, which she was expecting. She said treasure, but it wasn't... It was treasure to her, but not gold like they were thinking. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> Phantom is is trying to keep this killer lion away from the people, and he guides the killer lion into these these pirates, and uh, the lion gets them. But uh, I, I I thought he was gonna let him get mauled, but he doesn't. He actually captures them and gives them back to the to the people but i think you should have just let the lion just maul him <laughs> he was he was hungry and it would have kept the lion off the back for a while anyway <laughs> if he ate these two guys but they were really cool stories i really i really want more phantom in my life and i've always liked the phantom even the movie was was really good um which i recommend if you haven't seen it i have not seen it yeah if you can capture the movie that I think it came out in the 90s. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe it was the 80s. But uh, it featured one of the actors that's, you know, the bad guy in Titanic? Yeah, yeah. He's actually the Phantom. So, I can't um, remember the guy's name, but yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. He's the rich guy that wanted the girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big jerk. And uh, actually gets on the boat when they're saying, only women and children. <laughs> and he's like, he gets on the boat. But I, he steals a little baby and gets on yes! the boat. Yes! He that. takes it. That's the guy that plays the Phantom. <laughs> that, that's actually a pretty good movie. And it also describes like 
you know, some of the stuff that I've described, like the key things that make the Phantom special. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I like this comic book a lot. That's cool. I, and John Byrne has some issues, and I, I just want to... I love Charlton, so anytime I can get my hand on a Charlton comic, I will. Yeah, it's... So this had this had both things going for it, as I like the character a lot, and I, I like Charlton a lot, so it's cool. Nice. I have, um, I do have one more. We can okay. Do. It's, uh, you might, you probably would have gotten a lot more out of this one, but I, I, it was, I, I didn't really know a lot what was going on, but um, it was Kaboom number one from 1999. Oh, that's Rob Liefeld's yeah, company. Yeah, published by Awesome Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. A New Hope. Um, story by Liefeld, script by Jeff Loeb, and pencils by Karen Grant. Um, I guess he had a, a not, I don't know, Kaboom it was a miniseries or previous to this, maybe with Image or something, but um, I, I, I don't know of it. So this is my, um, this is my my first uh, my first experience with this one, and. Um, so this girl uh, named Kira, it just right at the start, she's on This a, was number one? Number one, yeah. Volume two? Volume one, it says, from 1999. At least that's what the Antisha says. Okay. It's, I have a cover where it has her um, holding. She's got that big, huge, like, gauntlet in her hand, and it's, like, behind her head. Uh, I'm looking at the covers, but yeah, I'll tell you which one. Is it number one? Just the one that I have. I always thought Kaboom was a little kid, but well, this isn't showing up. Let me try again. K A B zero O M, right? Uh huh. Okay, so it it says volume one, number one in the. Indisha, but it is volume. It was the second series from 1999, and I have cover one A. Ah, there you go. Yep. So that's, and that's why you have the female because if you look at volume one, it's like a kid. Yeah, it's a kid, and and I think he sh- he shows up and th- yeah, he does show up in this. So uh, this girl's name is. Kira. And that one didn't have uh, any credits to Liefeld. It was all Jeff Loeb and Jeff. Matsuda. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he. Volume they, one. they they mentioned Jeff Matsuda in this, but he doesn't have any a hand in this particular issue at all. Um, she's being chased by a bunch of people on on motorbikes, kind of look. You know how much I love. Wait, just just to throw you off a little bit. Yeah, how much ahead. I love Rob Liefeld and stuff. I. I just hate how he has all these titles. And there's only like a few issues. It just <laughs> like I dedicated so much money following him, and for the most part during this time, he'd always let me down because his companies weren't last that long. Never. Like Maxim and Awesome and Arcade, they they were like one year, two year, three year things, and that was it. And they wouldn't publish like monthly either. I know. So it drive me fucking nuts, because I really wanted to buy it. You know what I mean? It just was so. It yeah, and and it's like 
I don't know. What's the reason for that? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, the only one I know that's kind of fishy is the arcade one because I think that's when he lost the rights to mm-hmm. things. And that I guess you could understand, but like a lot of the other ones, I, I don't know. You know that he's very. He can be very opinionated and stuff. And Liefeld. Yeah. Yeah, but he at at his core he loves comics. Like that's the one thing that he'll always be opinionated. But I think that the fact that he was young and opinionated is why he was so successful. Like I, I think it led to his success. But even like he just gets I don't know, he gets he gets up in arms very very quick. Like I'm even thinking like that Shield book that he did for Archie that they had to like totally change around because he got so pissed off about the, I guess some pages that were revealed right at the end. Yeah, that was stupid. And it's that like just stu- relax. Well, no, just no, no. It. I, I, I actually think though, like on his podcast, he puts up a front like it's all happy, Rob. Like, it, and but it, his anger, you could see a little more of his crotchiness if you ever look at his live stream yeah. like uh because he's he does the podcast in the morning i think when he's like kind and it's fresh <laughs> fresh and, and at night he's more like cranky rob you right know? and very opinionated like your team sucks <laughs> like uh, he's very sports centric too so that's funny you could hear him arguing about the lakers or whatever but yeah, I still think he's. I mean, there's not too many people in life in the comics industry that became millionaires. No, there's a handful. There's a handful of them. There's a handful. And, man, and they man, all did those, started around the same time frame. Th- th- yeah, did did those fu- those fuckers hit at the right time? Like you talk about timing. Yeah. And they they just had everything going in their favor. Like they just hit at the perfect time at Marvel. And then left. Yep. And they were millionaires. Yeah. Boom. And that doesn't happen. Like, there's a lot of people that are not rich because of comics. You right. know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of right. great people. It, it was like even John Byrne isn't of, rich like that. It, it was a combination of of the time that they came up in, and what they what the personal decisions they made. Like, if they could have come up at the same time and been super successful, but decided never to leave Marvel, they wouldn't have been millionaires. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, yeah, they were they were lucky in terms of when they came up, but they were also, but it wasn't all luck because it was their own personal decisions that, that led them to, uh, to, to, you know, have that type of money, of money you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're back back to Kaboom. All right, yeah, so Kaboom. So this girl, Kira, is getting, being chased for whatever reason by all these people in, like, futuristic-looking motorbikes. Maybe they're just regular motorbikes, but they look a little high-tech. But anyhow, she's on a skateboard. But she is very, very good because she's, she's managing to evade them. She goes to a dead end. Um... And, you know, kind of like uses her skateboard up around it while they're kind of, you know, have to screech to a stop. Um, I got a quick question for you, okay? Um, quickly, but don't don't second guess, just quickly. Think of a number between 12 and 5. 
Six. Okay. All right. Good for you. I said seven. And first page, it says, quick, think of a number between 12 and 5. Got it? I flipped. I thought of seven. I went to the next page. The number you picked was seven, right? Isn't that weird? Everybody picks seven. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God, this is freaky. <laughs> so I was yeah. waiting for you to pick seven. <laughs> but, hey, you did. I, I was close. You. Yeah, you were very close. <laughs> um, so there's a – yeah, I mean, this is going uh, – she's, she's – it's not a fight. She's just basically – at first, just trying to get away from these guys, and they're like kind of cornering her, and she's using her skateboard. She's just trying to get away. She's you know jumping over them, lands back on her skateboard, et cetera, et cetera, until she thinks she's she's gone. She, I mean, she's out of the bat, the dead end. She's going the other way, and she thinks she got away when one of them like puts his like arm out like right across like her her very upper chest, lower neck area, and knocks her right off the skateboard onto the ground, and um. And they're like, all right, we're going to mess you up. And then all of a sudden this guy comes and he's got like a big, like a staff and he starts whacking them all over the place. And, um, she doesn't know who this character is, but he's calling her by name. And, um, in, oh no, I mean, maybe she does know who, who, who it is. Cause she says, don't tell me what to do. Master, I didn't ask for you to step in, so I guess she she knows who this guy is. After all, <clears throat> I didn't get that impression. Um, and so, uh, so he he takes he takes them all out, uh, but then they end up, you know, uh, and then and then he tells her to get up, and he um, uh, the rest of them stand they stand back up and they call him her Zang Z A N G, and uh, she doesn't know what that means. And I don't know what that means. He says, yeah, that's who I am. And um, and they said, oh, no, enough of this. Surrender the girl to me. Now, there's this one smaller guy who's bald as opposed to all these bigger motorbike guys. And he says, no. And all of a sudden, the, the small bald guy like starts floating into the air. And he kind of he transforms into this. He's got this red face. He's got a full armor suit. And... Um, and so he starts, you know, he starts attacking, obviously, his powers and stuff. And out of nowhere, um, this this kid with blue hair on another motorbike comes out of nowhere and, and rams right into the, the big um, uh, metal guy, who turns out his name is Scarlet, the, the, the metal guy is. Um, the guy on the motorbike turns out his name is Sunrise. And I think, Mike, I don't know how much you know about this franchise, but I think this kid... The blue hair was the kaboom in the first. The original, series. yeah, yeah. Um, so there, you know, so now it's a big fight, and uh, he's got one of those gauntlets on, and um, uh, Sunrise does, and so he's using it on on Scarlet, and basically manages to get him off everyone's back. Um, this Zhang guy with the with the staff throws into the air this like m- this glowing miniature gauntlet and tells Kira to, to grab it. And she's like, it's, it looks just like what the blue haired guy's wearing. So she grabs it and it attaches to her hand now. So now she has one on her left hand. Um, Sunrise has one on his right hand. Um, and so they finish off uh, Scarlet and them. Scarlet says, you know, of course, you know, we'll be back. All is, you know, more is to be revealed and, and your Zang is going to betray you, so on and so forth. Takes off. Um so uh 
says uh, Zhang, um, uh, Sunrise takes off. He he leaves. He says, okay. He's like, I'm out of here. And um, he seems like very put out that he even had a help. And takes off and Kira asks what the problem, what his problem is. And Zhang says, well, like he, he used to have both of those gauntlets and and you know now he only has has the one and um and you know this other one is meant for you and um so he takes her back to a base where he says he's going to train her and then it cuts away to um sunrise and he's at a club he picks up a girl um and they uh they take off on a on a motorbike and then in the background you see some guy just like floating in the air and um it's just got like a almost like a trench you can only see him from like below the knee down it looks like he's wearing either a cape or a trench coat just wearing regular pants and like looks like regular shoes um and then it cuts away to that scarlet and he says and somebody's talking to him saying that you failed and he's like yes but you know not forever we'll um we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll take care of them and uh this like metal creature is saying you know make it so the magistrate is has been in control of the kaboom cycle uh, or it's been too long since the, they've been in charge of the kaboom cycle, and um, we grow impatient. So then that was the end of this this issue. So so honestly, um, you know, as as much as um, this like threw you right into it and stuff, um, I, I definitely you know got brought up to speed as to I, I don't know the backgrounds, but you know they, they made it pretty clear as to you know who's on whose side and stuff like that and. And all that. So this is actually the first, um, I think, the first awesome comic that I've read. You know, one that I really like to pick up is it's a full two-page ad on the in the very back was the Allies. That never came out. Oh come on! <laughs> That's not true. The last sentence it says guaranteed ship date of April twenty-seventh. It was I'm guaranteed. pretty sure Allies never came out. <laughs> Stories uh, by Alan Moore, script by Eric Stevenson, art by Rob Liefeld. Supreme Glory, Thor, Die Hard, Fighting American, Bad Rock, and Spellcaster. Yeah, uh, never came out. Oh, that would have been a good one. That looks it looks fantastic. That's it would have. I would have loved to have it. I think there is a uh, Allies preview that came out mm. that I own. But I, like even if you put allies in their database, I don't think anything's gonna show yeah, up. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, nothing shows up. First thing that comes up is Batman allies, Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's because it shame. doesn't. That is it doesn't exist. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I saw the ad for that when I had some awesome comics. I said this could be awesome. Yeah. And uh, it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have been. Would have been That's what's frustrating. A lot of st- I don't like. I understand. I I know somewhere. I think it's in the arcade realm where he lost the rights to Young Blood and all kinds of stuff. But I don't understand why this crashed. Yeah. Me neither. It's a shame, though. Yeah. That's for it sure. Is. Yeah. So you got something else for us? Yes, I got uh, Tales to Astonish number 79. Okay. And this uh, has the Hulk fighting Hercules, and Hercules is one of my favorite characters ever, which is the reason I wanted to read it. But it turns out I like the Submariner story a lot more. 
So the Submariner story is called When Rises the Behemoth. And uh, it's written by Stan Lee, uh, penciled Adam Austin, uh, inked by Bill Everett. So Bill Everett was the, like the Submariner creator. Um, he's inking it. Adam Austin I've never heard of. But interesting enough, there's there's a letters page. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh there was, there was some guy writing in and says, man, I wish this Adam Austin would draw more because he's way better than Kirby. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's a, it's a like, cool cover, too. Very dynamic cover. Yeah. So this one opens up, and Submariner has – he's in New York, and he has a bunch of military with guns pointed at him, and they're there to kill him or arrest him. They're They're actually shooting at him. And he's talking really weird, and you're like, "Why? What is happening? Why is he doing this? Like he's still the uh, aggressor. Like he's he's always impatient, arrogant, uh, cocky, and wants to kick ass. Yeah. But he's talking, and it's not all quite there. And it turns out that the puppet master's in control of his body, <laughs> which is interesting. Like I, I actually want to go read the issue prior to that to see but he actually gets beat up pretty much and he gets shot a lot and he can take a lot of bullets his skin can but after some point out of the water he's starting to take a a, a beating mm-hmm. and he, he's dropping shit on the military and eventually gets away but he's he's bleeding and takes away meanwhile in atlantis they uh, uncovered this creature called the behemoth. And this is like an indestructible red amphibian-looking creature that comes from the depths. I guess it's not amphibian because that would mean that you can go on land. Um, it looks like a, a, a creature from the Black Lagoon. But, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, red and looks like he's to be about Galactus, the size of Galactus, so huge. And he's attacking Atlantis and Lady Dorma is like, what are we going to do? We can't stop the behemoth without our Prince Namor. So uh, the one guy says, um, "Why don't you need to go out and get get Prince Namor. So she gets on this uh, submarine and he- heads out. And uh, wh- what? Nemor. <laughs> yeah. That means love, Barb. Only his friends could call him Nemor. No love. You don't know his enemy love. call him No Love. <laughs> Namor. <laughs> so Lady Dorma gets there and she finds him injured and she's like, Well, I need to bring him back to Atlantis and he's gotta save Atlantis. So he gets there and the behemoth is there. But then you find out that the puppet master, well, he loses control of uh, Namor, but uh, Warlord Krang, who's like the big villain in Namor comics, like he's the guy that wants to take over Atlantis. He looks like Ming the Merciless, <laughs> if you've ever seen him. Oh, yeah. Um, he uh, He's in his ship, and he's like, wow, Namor got control of his body again. I'm going to go manipulate the puppet master and get him to control the behemoth. So he goes and blackmails and captures the puppet master. And it's weird how puppet master is drawn. Cause if you, if you looked at this puppet master and you saw him from when 
he was drawn in Fantastic Four, and he was Alicia's father, right? Yeah. Um, he looks so different. Like he doesn't even look like that scrawny looking. He looks more like a Lex Luthor really? with a big neck. Yeah, he oh, wow. he looks a lot bigger and a lot fatter, a, <laughs> a lot more. In, in Fantastic Four, he's scrawny looking. Oh yeah, he look yeah. 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 Um, he looks very... more like a Doctor Savannah than he, you know, a scrawny scientist. Yeah. Than 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 he does. In here, he looks more like Egghead, but uh, oh, I don't okay. know. So he gets control of Behemoth, and Namor's injured, and Cr- with Crank controlling with this voodoo puppet, uh, Behemoth, it looks like Namor's in for it. Like, he, he could die, because Behemoth is all-powerful, and now that he has the mind of Krang, using him as a puppet. And that's how it ends, on a cliffhanger. And um, then it cuts into the issue of the Hulk. And uh, this this one's a cool story, too. This is by Stan Lee, with art by Jack Kirby, inked by Bill Everett. So, like, if you look at... This Jack Kirby, it doesn't look like Jack Kirby. So there must be a lot of Bill Everett coming across on the inks here. Because it says he did, you know, Jack Kirby did the layouts and uh, Bill Everett did all the artwork over the layouts. So um, it, it doesn't look like typical Jack Kirby. But this Dr. Zaxxon is in a gold radiation suit with a, a bazooka looking cannon. And he's got like this cannon that will suck the strength supposedly out of the Hulk, but uh, Hulk manages to knock the cannon out of his arms. Uh, Doctor Zaxxon actually dies, mm. <laughs> so I don't know. It could... Hulk Hulk flies in the, those areas where like did did he kill all those people? Right. You know, or did they all live, or is this guy alive, <laughs> or is he? Should we blame him for the death of Dr. Zaxxon? (laughs) And he's working with the military, Dr. Zaxxon was. And they're shooting at the Hulk, and the Hulk is like, oh, now that I took out Dr. Zaxxon, I need to leave. And he takes off because the military is shooting him. And uh, what did he say here? He goes, oh, those are the military. Men come, but they won't find the Hulk. He's leaping away, and they're still shooting him. But this takes this cut cut to the scene where there's a train go, heading on the way to California, where Hercules is going to <laughs> he he's there with an agent and they're looking for somebody to play Hercules in a movie. So who better to play Hercules than Hercules? Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so so he's like in a in a kind of like wonder, uh, one you know Wonder Man is usually the actor. actor yeah. He's kind of in the mode where he's going to Hollywood with this agent. And this agent's like, we're going to be huge. <laughs> I I thought of Hercules playing Hercules. He's going to get the job for sure. <laughs> and uh, it, it's funny because uh, Hercules is there listening to like a radio device. And he's like enjoying the tunes. And then all of a sudden it cuts to like talk radio. And he gets all pissed off and smashes it. <laughs> he's like, I was liking the music. And then, and then Talbot is, go- is going with Rick Jones to go after the Hulk and and uh let's see what happens there oh that continues next issue so they don't really they just get on a plane to to try to find the hulk 
so he can capture him. <laughs> and then Hulk gets on the railing of, he sees the tra- the military have rockets and they're shooting at the Hulk. Well, the Hulk just happens to grab the railing from the train and then throw it at the airplanes and take them guys out. <laughs> And you can see the parachutes like in G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Where <laughs> right. They all, they, none of those guys die. They all get in their parachutes and they're able to parachute to the ground. Exactly. Uh, Hercules is pissed off because they were heading to, to L.A. and Hulk got there and he's like, you know, mortal and blah, blah, blah. And he's, I'll crush you. And <laughs> Hulk, Hulk and him get into it. And Hulk initially just starts bashing his brains out but once hercules gets gets going here he, he he's able to throw down with them pretty much at an equal level oh if not sort of win Be, and then is it looks like her Her well it looks like hercules like smashed uh hulk between two rocks mm-hmm. and uh defeated him but then hulk breaks loose of those two rocks and then launches the the rocket Hercules and it lands on top of him, but then he frees himself. Meanwhile, the military are launching all these ballistic missiles at the Hulk and Hulk's like, well, I just need to leave to get away from these bombs. And that's sort of how it ends. And then he's like, well, how are we going to get to the audition of Hercules? Cause the, all the track is messed up. Well, Hercules just picks up the train and takes it across until the tracks, you know, when the tracks continue and they get back on and they, they go about their business. <laughs> Hulk just sits there, but, uh, it, it was a really cool issue. I liked it a lot. That's cool. And I, I even read the next issue. So I, I kind of know what happens with the behemoth and, uh, the namer story and also, you know, Hulk. So it, 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 it's this, this is like an addictive anthology and, you talk about an anthology that gives you two complete stories. It really does. Like it gives you way more meat than the anthologies do today. That's really cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I do love the cover. I think it's amazing. But that's all I had. Yeah, that that's it for me too. It'll be a little bit of a shorter one today with just the two of us. Yeah, but we covered three books each, so did a lot of chit chat about the X Men. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really like I said, I'm I'm really enjoying everything that's going on, and uh, for the most part, most of those minis too, I've I've been enjoying. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what kind of what the new status quo will be kind of when when everything settles down. Yeah. You know. 58% of their clients, that's a lot of X- X-Men believes. I'm 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 Facebook friends with So the, next next time owner. next time you talk to them, you should ask them what's happening. Yeah. Is it are you losing sales across on Marvel or is it just the X-Men? Yeah, I definitely want to talk talk to her because she like she actually um she she knew stacy from just outside like she was good good friends with stacy's cousin like growing up as kids yeah um so you know kind of you know they, they know each other um and so now we're we're actually facebook friends ourselves so yeah i think i want to just reach out to her and just see what she can 
kind of information she can give me. Is that yeah? That would be interesting. That's really. I don't know if you saw the other one that they posted, um, about posters and stuff and diamond. No. Oh my God! So here, the, just before we we go, um, they wrote yesterday posters. Turns out that our distributor Diamond has been charging us, us has been charging comic shops thirty three dollars shipping on eight ninety nine posters. We will no longer Holy be accepting crap. orders for posters. <laughs> A lot <laughs> has been uncovered since Diamond's shipping rates went public. Like them charging shops seven dollars shipping on a single book, parentheses three ninety nine reorders or shortages. Is it insane? It is, but it isn't. It 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 is because I know what it costs me to ship a comic. Right. And and that's without me charging handling fees. So like I, I'm not paying somebody to help me, but like I can't ship priority mail mm-hmm. for less than like seven bucks. And you know what I mean? And that's and that's, that's one true. comic. And that's true, but you're not like if you're the distributor for comic shop. Like, I mean, that's part of your business model. I mean, it well, never you, has you're, been part of your diamond. business model is to get deals with UPS and FedEx. Right. right. And... I mean, Diamond's always always charged and been crazy with that stuff. But like, I think like Penguin Random House doesn't charge for shipping at all. If if I'm remembering correctly, to to their yeah, they to don't. shops, yeah. So I mean, it's not like they're not having to pay shipping. They probably have like a sweetheart deal with with whether it's UPS or FedEx or something. They still have to pay money towards it. They're just absorbing that in the cost of doing business. Um, but to charge that that is that is ridiculous poster? though for a poster to be spending thirty dollar, you know, on shipping when the poster's eight dollars. Right. So how that's it doesn't make any sense. How can you be profitable? Right, you can't. You can't because even if you're, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. You could be handed the poster for free and charge nine bucks to your customer. You're still losing money. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. That's 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 nuts. But yeah, I got to go back and look at the other one that you um that you said about the uh about the uh. About the, the action. Yeah, well, if you find out any information, let us know. Yes, I do. On the X Men. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to to why people are are leaving. Is it because of the Krakoa? Yeah. And why why aren't they jumping back on now that Krakoa is going away? Yeah, Krakoa. So like oh. I don't don't understand. I see it. I see the post. It was from yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are a different. And did you see what happened to my Boof? That's fucked up. Oh my god! I was like, like I, I so wanted to read Boof for this show, and I was like, well, what a better one to start is number one because Boof was created by Todd McFarlane, mm. and they sold like a lot of copies of this, so it could be distributed like, like a retail yeah. level yeah. rather than at comic shops. So like, I wanted to learn what Boof is plus. Boof is gonna make an appearance in Local Man, so like oh, I, I've I been lo- I've been loving Local, Local Man. Local Man's fantastic. Yeah, cause like Todd, he was talking to Todd, and he's like Todd's pretty uh, tight with his Spawn characters, like especially now that he's. I wonder if he'll let me use. Uh, but he he, he's like, who do you want to use? And he was like, 
I want to use boof. And he's like, you want to use boof? <laughs> you can you can use boof? <laughs> so I was like, I, I want to read about these boofs. And I got them, and I was like, I was sorting, like, when I get a big order from them, they don't come in order by title or anything. So I was, like, organizing my, my shipment. It was a big shipment. Uh, talking about shipping, it was, like, 60 bucks. Wow. Like, god damn. But uh, it was a lot of books. And... Uh, I was like, man, these these comics look really thin. So I like open it up, and it's not a comic; it's a print. And then it happened with another one, and I'm like, oh, this is messed up. So I reported back to them. I said, what what's going on, you know? And they looked in their inventory and said, we can't send you any other copies because we only have any. We only have these prints. Right. We don't know what happened. <laughs> so what do you that, think? That, what what, do you what think that te- what that what that tells me. Is that whoever brought those into the collection never graded them? No, oh, definitely not. But you would have to pull it out to at least look at the front and back. But one of two. But it it could be that somebody got slick and and sent those in, or it could be that somebody that works there for some reason wanted them and then sabotaged them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be either either or. What what I think it is personally is that somebody gypped them out, mm-hmm. send a big shipment of comics books saying, "Well, I want to sell my collection for credit or or for money." Yeah. And they're like, "Boof! Well, that's a dollar book. I don't give a shit about that. I'm not gonna spend time grading it. Right. I'll just stick it. It looks great. I'll stick it in this pile." <laughs> and then it's just in the pile, and then when people pull it, they just pulled it. <laughs> But that was weird, and, and I wonder, I wonder how it. deep, I, I wonder how deep it is, though. Like, Me is this too. like somebody sabotaging it, or yeah. is this across? Like, was this guy fucking with his whole collection that it, it sold them to exactly. him, or is it an insider job, or what? What's happening? <laughs> but that was bizarre. So what did they? Because they didn't have anything to give you, right? Well, they they gave me credit. They credited me like six bucks, and then sent me a fine uh, instead of a very fine issue of boof that should arrive this week. Oh, that was good. I don't know if it was boof or boof in the, cause there was boof in the Bruce crew and then there was boof and I don't know which one they sent me. Yeah. But it's free, but it's free to you, right? Well, it's not free. I paid for it. Oh, I thought you, I thought they were giving you credit and giving you. No, they, they gave me credit. So I got my money back on the book. And then I got money back on the downgrade because oh I see the one they're okay. the, the yep. one the one they're sending me and then I guess they're not charging me shipping so there is that yeah because they're sending me the one book but for something like that they should have just given it to you for free but when I sent them pictures I tried like how am I gonna send these pictures so they can believe me right so like I took <laughs> pictures of the books themselves and then I like curled the cover in like a poster looking yeah, to so say, you could see oh look out look how fucked up it's just this yeah you know and then i try to take a side picture of it and it's like you know and the the interesting thing is is they knew i wasn't lying because they found one you know in and their that's own... the best that was the best scenario for you is that there was no question at all because they went back like yeah. oh crap they're all like this <laughs> yeah so like what's happening here 
It's just yeah, not. That's bizarre. Never heard of something. But why like would that. I lie about a boof anyway? I know, like, right. I can exactly. see if I I did that with like Captain. Well, I, I I bought my last three Captain America. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah, finally. But uh, yeah, now I think I'm gonna finish Jungle Action. If I can finish Jungle Action and uh, Namor, I think I'll be happy. Nice. The Prince uh, Namor Submarine. Mariner Volume 1. I think that'll be complete. I don't think I'm going to do Spawn yet because some of those ones are still quite expensive. Oh, I don't. I could either wait and then get more expensive or <laughs> or maybe they'll come down a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect for for that stuff, though. Like, oh, are you missing entire issues or are you missing just the special covers of some no, of No, I'm missing uh, issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, during a bad time to be missing issues because there were low print runs. Yeah. And they were uh homage covers. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect storm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Yeah, but I'm getting close on a lot of titles like Thor and Amazing Spider Man and Avengers and even there's X-Men, a lot of Marvel. A lot of the old oh, X Men. Uh, I I am close. Like I'm very close on X Men. Yeah. I mean X Men slash Uncanny, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know how it. Yep. <clears throat> volume one. There might be a lot of other volumes I'm missing. Yeah, but you know, the main one. But I've been getting X Men pretty sturdy. I mean, since I. Start ever since the hope. Hope is what got me back into the X Men. Really? Because of cable. Yeah, it's the Bishop Cable thing. And then the event. You know the big hope event? Yep. I forget what that was called. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called either, but I know I know exactly what you mean. But I got caught up in the story, like cable protecting a little girl and Bishop chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> And just one other thing before we go. I sure. I read uh, the uh, Frank Miller RoboCop Omnibus. Who published it, that? Uh, boom. Okay. And what, what it's based on, now that I know what it is, it, well, it, it was the singles came out across two companies. They came across on Avatar, and they came across on Boom. Okay. And... They were based on his scripts, so like he didn't even write these comics. They were based on the these short scripts that he wrote for the next. I think it was RoboCop three, RoboCop four, because he actually got credited on RoboCop two, I think. Mm. And he wrote the scripts for the next two. And um, were they great? Uh, I don't know. Uh, in terms of story. And our artwork, it was amazing. It, it was amazing artwork by uh, on the Avatar series by Rip. And I, I think if they gave him the script, it was it, it was more of an art book, yeah. uh, in my opinion. But it's basically about a behavior analyst that goes to work for the OCP. <clears throat> and then uh, she sort of manipulates RoboCop's programming and disassembles him. Mm-hmm. And later on in the second volume, that's boom, he gets reassembled and then starts protecting the poor, mm. kind of like a Robin Hood uh-huh. um, when, when everything's gone to shit in Detroit. 
but it, it was really good. I think the second part reads better than the first part, but um, the art in the first part is just, golly, it's just amazing. <laughs> but uh, I've been trying to hunt down those Avatar. I had the Boom stuff, but uh, trying to hunt down the uh, Avatar uh, issues, I think I only have two more to go, maybe three more of the eight, because there's eight issues. But Avatar stuff is not cheap. It, it's you're looking to spend quite the yeah. You're in double double digits for sure. <laughs> yeah, supply and demand, I suppose, huh? Yeah, but I was shocked they had it on Comicsology because it, it's one of those things that how 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 because Boom doesn't have RoboCop now. How are they able to keep it out? when somebody like a the, uh a, a movie company owns the property like how is it even on comicsology and then yet alone spread across two companies it's crazy yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yep all right well I'll let you get to your weekend week the remaining uh hours of your weekend and uh We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, enjoy your the rest of your weekend, too, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.